Hi, this is Manton Reese, M-A-N-T-O-N dot O-R-G. This recording is called San Francisco. It's September 8th, 2006. Pier 39 off Fisherman's Wharf is packed with people, shops, and street performers. On a busy day, you have to wedge yourself through the crowd. From here, you can grab some chowder and a sourdough bread bowl, look across at the Golden Gate Bridge or Alcatraz. Perhaps you buy a small cable car replica for family back home, satisfied that you've seen and know this great city. But the crowd is all tourists, the locals making change don't look that happy, and this only represents a small piece of the San Francisco I know. At the airport, you have a different superset, a nexus of tourists, immigrants, family, and business travelers, all converging here for their own reasons. Some of them ride the BART downtown. There's a community here, woven through the people's lives, but on the train you can't see it yet. Everyone keeps to themselves, the train hums underground and then overground again, up the peninsula. The airport itself is not really the interesting part either. It's the generations of people we care about, and you can trace the origin of the city through their stories. On Saturday nights in the summer, Portsmouth Square glows with activity in the heart of Chinatown. The Chinatown Night Market Fair offers music games and a range of booths selling imported DVDs, art, and jewelry. Come walk with me through the square. There's old man playing Chinese chess as a singer entertains nearby. Pretty much everyone here is Chinese. They mingle in self-segregated groups of women or men or teenagers in front of booths. A more traditional oriental band plays on the other side. They do their best despite a noisy generator that powers the overhead lights. Tonight, the market is alive with culture and commerce, but it wasn't always like this. After damage from the 1989 earthquake, the Embarcadero Freeway was demolished, which had the side effect of slowing visitors and commerce into Chinatown. The Night Market Fair was an attempt to revitalize the area. Eighty years earlier, the biggest earthquake in San Francisco's history also impacted the Chinese, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we need to know something about what the 1906 earthquake was actually like. To find out, we take the BART again, under the bay, to Oakland.
Oakland Museum's Aftershock exhibit honors the 100-year anniversary of the earthquake and fire that destroyed much of the city. Halfway through the hall of paper documents and other artifacts from the turn of the century, an earthquake simulator attempts to give viewers a small part of the experience. It's a simple platform enclosed in metal railings, all set within what might be a turn-of-the-century living room. You hold the railings as the floor shakes, simulating a real aftershock. The problem with this experience is that, well, it's kind of silly. The real tragedy is more distant, captured only in photographs and stories. Interviews conducted many years after the earthquake provide one source of eyewitness accounts. And we can see these flash fires breaking out all over the city, you know. And after the quake, like... This is Arthur Giddings, courtesy of the Marin County Library Collection, recalling his family's experience of the 1906 quake. And the whole town didn't all start to burn at once. These fires came sporadically mm -hmm. following when it break out here and somewhere else and whatever. Mm -hmm. And even, uh, well, for a little fellow three years old, it was a, just a gorgeous sight. I didn't realize what was taking place down there. It was spectacular to me, you know, but I remember it. It was a vivid picture. <clears throat> Another thing I remembered was that uh, orders were given to dynamite the block we lived in. They were going to dynamite other parts of San Francisco because there was no water to fight the fire. Mm -hmm. And it was the only way they could uh, block its mm -hmm. path, mm -hmm. its advance, the advance of the fire, was to blow down sections of the town, which they did. So now we are closer. But what was it like at that very moment, live as it happened? The 1989 earthquake is well documented. It wasn't as strong or damaging as the earthquake and fire in 1906, but listen to the 911 emergency calls that came in that day. 911 emergency. Yeah, they're going to need help on 220 Front Street. Okay, what happened? The building fell. Okay, is anyone unconscious? Um, we can't even tell if there's anyone in the building. Are there people trapped under rubble or something like that? Is anyone trapped in there? No, no, because I'm not going to go near it. No one can go near it. It looks like, I mean, the whole building went down. Okay, we'll get someone right out. Right. Our, 220 Front, I got it. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 911 emergency. Hello, we have an emergency here right now. Where? 50 Geneva Avenue. The water, well, the water pipe is flooding a broke, I guess, and it's flooding the building, and the uh, building is cracking. Okay, ma'am, I need you to calm down, okay? The fire department is not going to be there immediately. They're going to fires right now. I need you to organize and get everybody out of the building, and we will be there as soon as we can. 1250 Geneva? Yes. If the building is flooding... Building. Is it elderly? Yes. Okay, if you can, you need to get it. How many? We can't use our phones. The phones are all out of order. Can you go door to door? I, I like the next door. Uh, two doors down because the next door is at uh, the line. Is okay, ma'am, ma I need you to calm down. How many people are in the building? Right now, there's uh, one, two, three, four, five. I just come home and I... Can you, ma'am, can you go to everybody's door and help them get out? I went to my neighbor upstairs and she, she didn't know about it. The plants, the pots of plants are flying all over the place. So it's a, okay, ma'am, 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 it's over. The, the earthquake is over. You need to help get your neighbors out of the building if the building is flooding. Okay. There's five elderly people? Yes. Okay, I need you to go door to door and get the people out. All right. Okay, thank you. Oh. 
911 emergency. Yes, can you please tell me how to handle this? There's somebody stuck in the elevator. Okay, well, the fire department is usually handles that. It's really backed up, so... No, thank you. I don't know where to call. Yeah, I know, and you don't have any energy, right? No. The lights are out, okay? That's that's going to be a problem. Um, the fire department, I can't connect you because they're they're backed up. I mean, they have so many calls for service. We don't know what to do. Um, geez, what's the address there? 333 Kearney. Okay. I'll pass it on to them, okay? And then they're going to have to get to it when they can, okay? Okay. 911 emergency. Yeah, hi. Um, I need an ambulance, please. Okay. okay. What? How serious is the is injury? Um, several people are hurt, I, and I don't know the, how how For the Chinese of San Francisco, the 1906 earthquake had a silver lining. City planners wanted to use the destruction of the city as an opportunity to push foreigners out to the edges of the city. But the Chinese had no intention of leaving and quickly rebuilt Chinatown. Most of the city records were also destroyed in the fire, allowing existing immigrants to claim citizenship and bring a new wave of family members across the Pacific. years earlier, as Spanish missions were being built up California, Sir Francis Drake landed on a beach not far from where the Point Reyes Lighthouse horn echoes across the waves. He left a plaque, which has never been found, claiming the land for England. The rocks jut out some ten miles from the coast north of San Francisco. The San Andreas Fault Line runs directly through Point Reyes National Seashore. A short walk away from the main visitor center, a trail leads down through tall grass to where a line of blue posts mark the fault underneath. One hundred years ago, a fence that stood here was shifted a dozen feet during the earthquake. Now a new fence has been built to recreate that scene, but it all feels a little contrived. People stop to talk about the fence, imagining what it was like a century ago. Right, right. 
The ground is absolutely calm now. In fact, it's the opposite of what it must have been like during the earthquake. A small wooden footbridge crosses over a gentle stream surrounded by trees, their leaves blowing in the wind. It's very peaceful, very still. Let's go further back. It's 1850, right at the California Gold Rush boom. Edward Muybridge stands atop Russian Hill and takes some of the most famous panoramic photographs of the city. Gold is discovered in the Sierra Mountains and San Francisco's population has spiked. New shops and bars grow to accommodate the influx of 49ers. It's California's first big boom, mirrored a century later by the dot-com boom. In each boom, there is new migration from across the country, entrepreneurs hoping to get rich quick on gold or technology before it all fizzles out. And each time, after the crash, the city comes back rebuilt. In the Oakland Museum's art gallery, one floor above the Aftershock exhibit, is a collection of Dorothy Lange photographs. This is the 1930s now in the Great Depression, portraits of migrant farm workers mixed with depressed faces on common San Francisco streets. The people are drawn to California by necessity this time. Dorothy Lang's first husband was Western artist Maynard Dixon, and he too has a painting across the Oakland Gallery from Lang. In fact, in 1906, it turns out, he had a studio in San Francisco. Back downstairs at the Aftershock exhibit, there's a self-portrait sketch of a young Dixon as he hastily left his studio with as many art supplies as he could carry. Today, a new generation of artists sketch the city. Sketch Crawl is a day of outdoor sketching started by Pixar story artist Enrico Casarosa. The group goes out into the streets to draw the city as much as the people. Enrico's own sketchbook includes beautiful on-the-spot watercolors of buses, the Bay Bridge, Coit Tower, and other landmarks. The story goes full circle, too, and back to Moybridge, whose series of photographs of the movement of people and animals is still a source of reference for artists and animators a century later. Through Enrico's drawings, you can see his path around the city. Walking and public transportation has always been an integral part of the San Francisco experience. This brings us up to the present again, and the reason for my latest trip to the city. It's two hours before the keynote to Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. People have come from all over the world, but the chatter is pure geek talk as attendees wait in a line almost 10 people wide that wraps around the second floor of the Moscone Convention Center. Finally, the escalators open and the excitement is ratcheted up a notch. Chairs fill up and music fuels the anticipation. Steve Jobs takes the stage, and the conference officially begins. Good morning.
Good morning. And uh, welcome to WWDC 06. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we've got a great week planned for you. Uh, you know, this year we've got 4,200 uh, registered attendees. This is the largest uh, WWDC ever. Uh, so thank you very much for making this a record event for us. And uh, there are folks here from 48 different countries. 48 different countries. So what happened that made these developers from 48 countries want to come here? What does San Francisco have to offer? The theme here might be rebirth, from Chinatown to the 1906 earthquake to the dot-com boom and back to the gold rush in 1849. The city has welcomed people with a new vision and they get to work building something, even if it all might come crashing down and have to be rebuilt again. Even if it means ignoring the obvious warning signs that you live on the fault line or in a tech bubble. It's a suspension of everything but the now, like that innocent stream next to the most active fault line in North America. And that brings a kind of hope. There's an energy to the city that has existed since the gold rush. For the Mac developer community, reborn itself after some stagnant years before Mac OS X, it's a fitting city to provide as backdrop to new creative endeavors. I love San Francisco, but probably won't ever own a house there or spend more than a week at a time. Perhaps part of its charm for me is in the cycle of coming and going every year. For now, I'm heading back to Austin, but I won't forget the year after year that I spent there. Ten years ago, falling in love walking along the Presidio, and this year, embracing the city again through downtown walks, great food, and a little history. And that wraps it up. Thanks for listening. I'm still